Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It's Aaron Freeman here of Locked On Falcons, joined by Chris Russell of Locked On Redskins. It's a crossover Thursday. We're going to jump right in, talk a little bit about this sort of all-important third preseason week dress rehearsal game where we see a large percentage of the snaps played by the starters. And Chris and I are going to discuss a little bit sort of what is going on on both sides of the ball for both teams. And we're going to get into a little bit of special teams later on in the episode. <laughs> Chris, welcome back to the show. It's been a while since we've done this. Yeah, Aaron, man, thank you. Uh, as always, good to be with you. And the last time we did this worked out much better for the Falcons uh, than it did for the Redskins. Of course, that game meant a whole lot more than tonight's game does. Uh, but nevertheless, the Falcons came into FedEx field last year and absolutely took a whooping uh, to the Redskins. And that kind of started the Redskins downslide uh, in the second half of the season. And we all know that the Falcons themselves weren't good enough last year. Uh, but boy, there was a big difference that day on the field between the two teams. Yeah, and, and tonight, you know, we get to see these you know, a sort of rematch of sorts in uh, Mercedes-Benz Stadium. And, you know, looking at the Redskins' offense, it seems like a lot of things are sort of up in the air for the Redskins, none other than the quarterback position where, you know, they have a rookie first-round pick in Dwayne Haskins competing for the starting job. Obviously, I know this is a topic that you've discussed quite a bit on Locked on Redskins yeah. all offseason long, but for the Locked on Falcons listeners that are, you know, new to sort of what's going on with the Redskins, can you break down the current Redskins quarterback competition right now and sort of who's going to be starting for this team this season? Sure, absolutely. So, you know, as far as tonight's game goes, what we expect is, you know, Case Keenum will be the starter and Dwayne Haskins, the rookie 15th overall pick out of Ohio State, will, you know, come and replace him at whatever point Jay Gruden chooses, uh, which could be halfway through the first half. It could be at halftime. It could be uh, after a series uh, in the third quarter. Uh, but for your listeners and for Falcons fans that are not that aware of what's going on here in Washington is we started this training camp with theoretically a three-way battle for the starting quarterback job. Now, I, I never really honestly thought based on what I had personally observed and sources that I had talked to uh, over the offseason that Dwayne Haskins was going to be the likely week one starter. Uh, I did not think that was going to be the case. Neither did many. Um, so so maybe it wasn't a true three-way, but it was expected to be certainly a, a, a head-to-head battle at the very minimum between Case Keenum and Colt McCoy. And Colt McCoy was thought to have the edge because he had been here for all five years with Jay Gruden, knows the system inside and out like the back of his hand. The problem is, is Colt McCoy cannot stay healthy. He cannot get healthy. And at this point earlier this week, Aaron, they ruled him. Jay didn't rule him out long term, but basically they don't know when he's going to be ready. They don't know when he's going to be healthy. They don't know when he's going to be available and they're going to take it extra cautious. And they don't even know if quite honestly, he's going to be on the opening 53 man roster. So right now what they're looking at is Case Keenum, who just got here yesterday after another one season sojourn in Denver after a successful run in 2017 with the Minnesota Vikings and Case Keenum is basically the starter by default because Colt McCoy can't stay off the trainer's table. And because Dwayne Haskins is not ready yet. And 
you know, it would be very, very, very surprising, although I cannot rule it out if something other than Case Keenum happened, but that's the way it's looking. And that's the rotation that I expect tonight with no Colt McCoy, but Case Keenum then passing the baton uh, to Dwayne Haskins. Now, fortunately for Falcons fans, they don't have to worry about anything like that when it comes to Matt Ryan. Although I, I, of course, every quarterback certainly uh, is, is possibly to get injured, but um, how would you say that Matty has looked uh, through the first couple of preseason games, and is it just a matter of? And I know we didn't play a whole lot, um, you know. And they've had what three preseason games because you all played in the Hall of Fame game. Uh, would you say that like there's there's no questions heading into um, this year about Matt Ryan, or would you say that there's still some things that you want to see significant improvement improvement on? Well, it's interesting because the last week against the Jets was Matt Ryan's first preseason performance. He did not play in the first two games. They sat him for the Hall of Fame game. They sat him for the Dolphins game due to the wet field conditions along with a lot of starters. So they didn't want to risk anybody slipping out there and getting injured. And so we got to see about four series of work from Matt Ryan last week against the Jets. And what we saw was really good play from Matt Ryan. Um, the problem was that the Falcons offensive line couldn't protect him. I think pro football focus said on 18 of Matt Ryan's dropbacks, he was pressured on 14 of those. I think sort of the official stats, the stats sheet credited the jets with nine quarterback hits on those 18 plays. So really the concern right now is not with Matt Ryan. It's whether or not you can get Matt Ryan playing at a high level if he's constantly under pressure from opposing teams. And that's really the main question right now with the Falcons offense sort of is this offensive line that the team invests quite a lot of resources in went out and signed veterans like James Carpenter and, and Jamon Brown then used their two top picks in the first round on a guard in Chris Lindstrom and Caleb McGarry McGarry's sort of injured dueling with a, a heart uh, arrhythmia thing that he had to have a procedure on and he's going to be out for a couple of more weeks and so therefore he's not really competing for that right tackle spot and sort of the incumbent and Ty Sambrello was the most problematic player against the Jets and he's going to be out with the shoulder injury probably against the Redskins and so then you're really looking at the Falcons sort of third string right tackle and Matt Gano starting for the team and then Carpenter's going to be making his debut this upcoming week against um, the Redskins so is he going to push Jamon Brown for the open left guard spot so a lot of questions a lot of things right now for the Falcons in terms of their offensive line but as far as the quarterback goes Matt Ryan's the guy and you know despite the fact that he was constantly pressured last week you know he looked good despite the fact that he was just constantly getting hit by Jets defenders so let's jump to that offensive line though because 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 the Redskins have a major issue at, at offensive line and you just described a lot of the problems but can the Falcons still hang their hat on Jake Matthews and Alex Mack or is there some question heading into this season on both of those guys or one or the other well, you know, Matthews didn't have a great game against the Jets, but I think for the Falcons, I think they're not necessarily concerned. From my eyes, I didn't think Matthews had a overly problematic. It looked like the sort of Jake Matthews that we've seen the last couple of years and had a breakout season. Again, Alex Mack is longtime veteran, been long. You know, at some point, he's going to start to slow down. But so far, again, based off of a limited work uh, and sample size in the preseason, doesn't look like it. But the Falcons are going to need somebody else on that offensive line to step up and, and play at a high level. And right now, it looks like it's more likely to be their rookie uh, in, in right guard Chris Lindstrom, who's been sort of the unquestioned starter there. But then again, you, that 
raises questions of how reliable can you 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 know how much can you put on a rookie's shoulders to be sort of that reliable option um but you know i'm looking at the redskins offensive line and obviously they have a big issue going on with that left tackle yeah. position um you know i, I you know i think everybody kind of knows that like trent williams is not showing up but i guess for tonight's action you know what's the thing going on with guys like jerron christian and, and donald pin at that left right. tackle spot yeah, so so Penn is kind of you know because he got here late and and really at the very start of training camp, and Christian wasn't ready to go for about a week or so into training camp. Both of them are really behind. Um, ultimately, I think it's going to be Donald Penn as the starting left tackle week one in Philadelphia. I don't know how it will work out tonight um, in terms of who gets more playing time or who uh, starts or w- whatever. I, Christian is a guy that they drafted third round last year, much to the surprise of many. He's been a disappointment. He's been a letdown. He got hurt, uh, had a long recovery. Uh, again, Penn is a guy that is a multiple-time pro bowler and played right tackle, but only played four or five games in Oakland last year, then, you know, kind of, you know, sat out all offseason. So, I, I mean, again, I expect Penn to be the guy moving forward. The problem for them is not only the Trent Williams situation, it's they have instability at left guard, too. They're trying to move Eric Flowers from tackle uh, into guard. He's trying to compete with a rookie, Wes Martin, who's, you know, country strong, like 38 on the bench rep. Uh, out of uh, Indiana in the fourth round, they drafted him. So one of those two guys, probably, again, the rookie, is going to be there. They're okay center to right tackle as long as they stay healthy with Chase Roulier, Brandon Sheriff, and Morgan Moses. But that's a big if because all three of the, you know, all three of them are banged up currently right now uh, or recovering or rehabbing or dealing with something. And it just always seems like somebody's always injured, if not multiple people are injured. So the Redskins certainly have some depth issues. They have some huge talent issues. They have some huge consistency issues. I don't know if they quite have as many issues, maybe as it sounds like the Falcons have, but I would say this, just in wrapping this up, neither one of these offensive lines is currently constituted, probably going to the, uh, uh, what? let's call it the Hudson Houck Offensive Line Hall of Fame. Okay. So we're, we're going to keep this conversation going uh, about tonight's action uh, and f- start our focus on the defensive side of the ball for both teams. But before we get there, I want to let all you listeners know that the new Locked On NFL podcast is on fire. Last week, it was one of the world's most listened to NFL shows with expert analysis from former NFL scout Matt Williamson, hosted by Brian Peacock. Locked On NFL is your daily national podcast on all things NFL with Matt's unique take on the game. Follow the Locked On NFL podcast on your favorite podcast provider, including Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. What's up, guys? It's Chris Russell here, Locked On Redskins. What do you do when you need red wine at 4 o'clock in the afternoon? Or sushi at 9 o'clock? Maybe a breakfast burrito at 8 a.m.? Or ibuprofen at 10 a.m.? Here's what you do. You Postmate it. Postmates is your personal food delivery, grocery delivery, whatever kind of delivery service all year round. Anything you're craving, Postmates can deliver. They're the largest on-demand network in the U.S. and offer delivery from all the restaurants, grocery and convenience stores, and traditional retailers you could ever possibly want or need. 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, Postmates will bring you what you need within the hour. No more trips to the store. You don't even have to know where the store is. Postmates will deliver anything to you. 
Download the app right now for your iPhone or Android for free. Browse local restaurants and businesses and track your delivery in real time. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use the code LOCKEDON. That's code LOCKEDON, guys, for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Who could beat that? Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it, download Postmates, and save with the code LOCKEDON. So, Chris, we're, we're talking about tonight's Falcons-Redskins dress rehearsal game. We've talked quite a bit about the two offenses and the question marks going on with uh, both teams there. I'm curious, looking at this Redskins defense, I think the Redskins have built a team over the last several years that has been primarily driven by their defense. I'm curious, sort of, what are the question marks for you or one of some of the storylines that you're looking at for this Redskins defense heading into tonight? Yeah, so let, let's start here, Aaron, because I, I think they're really good on the defensive line, and there there are some questions right now about their depth uh, because of some guys that are banged up. Uh, but, I, you know, they drafted Montez Sweat out of Mississippi State to complement Ryan Kerrigan on the outside edge. Ryan Anderson, you know, is another part of that edge group, you know, second-round pick two years ago, so I think they're good there. Their biggest question to me right now, entering this season and entering tonight's game, is at their inside linebacker spot because Reuben Foster, they were counting on him, whether that was a smart move or not, uh, that can be debated forever. He tore his ACL early in May, lost him for the season. Then they still decided to move on from last year's leading tackler, Mason Foster, you know, a 30-ish year old vet who was kind of slow and sluggish and kind of... Uh, just worn down at the end of last year. Again, despite leading them in tackles, they let him go a day before training camp opened. And because they really liked Sean Dion Hamilton, John Bostic, who they signed off the street to replace Ruben Foster, he was last with Pittsburgh. He's bounced around with multiple teams from a second round pick uh, in Chicago five, six years ago. And then they have young kids like Josh Harvey Clemens, who they drafted a couple of years ago, really originally as a safety in the seventh round, who's kind of been their dime linebacker, uh, who's got really good size, athleticism, all that stuff. And Cole Holcomb, who they drafted at the end of the fifth round this year out of North Carolina. And they just wanted more speed and they wanted more athleticism and they wanted more youth and they wanted more dynamic ability to coverage, uh, to cover tight ends down the seam and to cover the short and intermediate zone passing areas and they feel they haven't had that for a long time. And, oh, by the way, they're right. So I think they're potentially pretty good in those areas, despite not having Reuben Foster and letting go of Mason Foster. But the key will be health. And Sean Dion Hamilton, a kid who drafted uh, out of Alabama, you know, he's a perfect example. He, he had two major knee injuries at Alabama that probably caused his stock to go Aaron, from, you know, late first round, early second round to a sixth round pick. And he's already banged up in, in, in training camp and in the preseason. Um, and then they have some other injuries to some of those backup guys that I mentioned. So it really is going to, for me, come down to whether this group, the group, the core group of four guys that they choose to move forward with can stay healthy if they can. I think they're going to be fairly good. If not, certainly a major, major concern and their depth is thin. That to me is the big question. And oh, by the way, 
uh, for people that remember the name, Rob Ryan, not Rex Ryan, Rob Ryan, uh, the charismatic former defensive coordinator of the Bills and the Cowboys and the, and the Saints and all. He's now their inside linebackers coach. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see the impact he makes on them in terms of that, how aggressive they are from this position in terms of twists and stunts and double A gap blitzes and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, where, 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 you know, I, I know that was a long answer. Um, I know you guys had all sorts of issues up the middle of your defense last year uh, because of injuries. Is that still the number one concern or because guys are back, you feel a little bit better about the Falcons? Yeah, I think the Falcons, that's probably the area of the roster where I feel the most confidence. Obviously, that's dependent on, on guys being healthy uh, this season, which was not the case last year. Uh, middle linebacker Deion Jones missed about you know, three quarters of last season uh, due to, you know, an injury is not going to play tonight. The Falcons, he's been recovering from a foot injury, but the Falcons have sort of had a plan for him all along to get him ready for week one rather than trying to get him out in the preseason. So, you know, that may seem like to an outsider, like, oh no, Deion Jones was hurt last year. Uh, he's not played in the preseason. Is that going to be an issue? I don't think that's really an issue for the Falcons. They lost both starting safeties in Keanu Neal and Ricardo Allen last season for the bulk of the season. Uh, both of those guys came back a week ago against the Jets and looked uh, pretty good. And so I think they're they're good there. The Falcons really put a lot of investment in shoring up their interior defensive line last year to try to beef up against a run going out there and getting players like a Tyler Davis and picking up a player like an Alan Bailey a week in the training camp, adding Adrian Claiborne to the roster this offseason as well to sort of beef up the interior of their defense. I think really right now the questions for the Falcons are more on the outsides. It's really the cornerback position. It's really those edge rusher positions right now. The Falcons have been tinkering with a sort of a new scheme, being a little bit more of a 3-4 hybrid look with their front and having uh, both Tack McKinley and Vic Beasy sort of be stand-up pass rushers, uh, being much more reminiscent of the Redskins' defensive look sure. than, than necessarily the, the classic 4-3 that they've used. Um, and so far, the results have been pretty promising with the limited opportunities we've seen with McKinley. A lot of questions with Vic Beasley who a couple of years ago led the NFL in, in sacks, but sort of has since then sort of struggled to produce. And, you know, so far against, you know, lesser competition in the preseason, you know, how much you factor that in. Uh, but he's looked good as a pass rusher and looks like he's a lot stronger and, and more physical as a pass rusher and, and seemingly, you know, having a, a larger repertoire of pass rush moves, which has been an issue for him. But right now, the main question for at least tonight's game is really the cornerback position. The Falcons are dealing with some injuries there. Uh, DeMonte Casey, who started for Ricardo Allen at the free safety position, has been moved to their nickel cornerback spot. He got injured last week against the Jets and will not play tonight. His primary backup, which was the Falcons' fourth-round pick in Kendall Sheffield at Ohio State. He also got injured dealing with a hamstring injury last week. He will not play tonight. So the Falcons are pretty thin at the cornerback group right now, and so they're going to be sort of playing a little bit of musical chairs, and it's going to challenge their depth a little bit. But it will give some guys, particularly you know the other rookie that they drafted, Jordan Miller out of Washington in the fifth round. He's a guy that will should get extended reps 
potentially tonight. And so that's going to be good for him, at least as far as his development goes, at least before the regular season starts, where he's probably not going to be a major, major uh, part of the Falcons cornerback rotation, sort of being just a, you know, emergency option in the event of injury. So that's really the issue right now with the Falcons, just sort of depth issues on the outside, whether these pass rushers are going to be, you know, as productive as people want them to be heading into the season. But, you know, obviously those are questions that you're only going to really be able to answer in the regular season but you know if they can feast on the the Jerron Christians of the night that's certainly going to give Falcon fans a lot more confidence going into the season if they can take advantage of those matchups yeah that shouldn't be too hard real real quickly I'll just ask a quick follow-up is speed and athleticism still the foundation of what this unit is 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 is, is built on yes yes you 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 certainly see that um Obviously, with not having a player like Deion Jones, who's one of probably the faster linebackers in the NFL, you don't see quite the level of speed that you would see uh, during a regular season matchup. Um, but certainly, yes, speed and athleticism, that's really the Falcons' hallmark is, is playing fast and trying to play physical uh, with, you know, basically out-athleting every offense that they can uh, potentially face. Um, all right, and, you know, just I'll just add one thing about you know, the, the, the Redskins defense, again, it all starts up front with Jonathan Allen and um, um, and Deron Payne, two, you know, two back-to-back first-year-round picks, uh, first-round picks, I should say, uh, from Alabama. We touched on the inside linebackers. We touched a little bit on drafting Montez Sweat. He replaces Preston Smith. The big question for me also for the Redskins, and, you know, again, I think for whenever, however, as long as the, the first team's uh, players, you know, play tonight. We'll get a little bit of look. Is Josh Norman whether he ever returns to being a, a mostly elite or elite corner? He has not been that way for all three years that he's been in Washington. And the impact that Landon Collins brings, a free agent from the Giants, kind of limited in deep pass coverage, you know, but should be um, a great addition in terms of leadership. And should really help the Redskins stop the run in the screen game. Uh, and I know Devontae Freeman is expected to play a little bit tonight. Uh, so that'll be an, an interesting X and OE type thing um, for as long as these number ones are in tonight. Yeah. So we're going to come back and, and wrap up things today by talking a little bit about special teams uh, Chris shares a little bit insight given the fact that the Falcons' uh, current special teams coach is the F- Redskins' former special teams coach. So we'll get into the insight on the special teams. Uh, but before we get there, I want to let you guys know uh, that you guys should be checking out the Locked On Fantasy podcast hosted by Vinny Iyer. Vinny has over 20 years of experience covering fantasy football. Vinny will give you the edge on draft day. He'll give you the edge all season long. Check out the Locked On Fantasy podcast on your favorite podcast provider, including Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. So, Chris, um, you know, special teams is really an important part of the preseason because special teams often determines, you know, those players that aren't necessarily proven options on offense, aren't necessarily proven options on defense. It's really all about special teams. And just because, you know, you have a little bit of insight into the Falcons' current special teams coordinator, I will give you the floor and and maybe share your thoughts, not only on what's going on with the Redskins' special teams issues, but maybe some things that the Falcons fans can look forward to in terms of uh, Ben Kotuka uh, coaching this uh, unit. 
Yeah. So you know, the, first of all, the, the I know the Falcons have uh, haven't graded out well according to Pro Football Focus on special teams in the preseason. I'll let you kind of maybe expand upon that. The Redskins special teams, you know, Aaron have been absolutely brutal through the first two games. They've allowed two long punt returns for touchdowns. I mean, obviously, not all of their primetime players are, are playing in coverage. Uh, for those, but still bad tackling, bad angles, bad gaps, all of that. Uh, plus, they missed an extra point. They missed a long field goal uh, last year. It's just a bad looking operation. So they've been brutal. And they've always traditionally struggled with kick and punt returns. So they probably did not need, quite honestly, the turnover that Ben Kotwika provided them. Um, he chose to leave after five years. You know, I won't get into the reasons why he left. Uh, the Redskins are quite the dysfunctional organization. I think you can figure out what I'm hinting at uh, here. I think this is an opportunity for him to go to Atlanta with what is perceived to be a well-run organization, an aggressive young coaching staff. Uh, there's plenty of ex-Redskins flavor. Uh, not that he coached with all of these guys, but Chris Morgan uh, on the offensive line, Raheem Morris, uh, who used to be a defensive coordinator, used to be a head coach, used to be a defensive guy. Uh, he was here for a couple of years. Um, so, again, uh, I'm kind of interested in seeing his impact because Ben is not the most friendly players coach or the, not the most player friendly coach, I should say. Uh, he's an ex-fighter pilot. He served our country strict kind of disciplinarian. I think he's fair. I think he's caring. I think he's filled with integrity. Uh, I just don't know if he's one of these guys that players, if they are sensitive or if they like a buddy buddy is really, you know, that's where I, I, I do wonder about Ben and wherever he coaches, because again, he's a different type dude than what it seems like you need to be in terms of connecting with players, especially young players in today's game. But he is a good special teams coach. Um, you know, again, I, I don't think the Redskins did a good job s s giving him enough weapons uh, to operate with and paid enough attention to the return game uh, here in Washington. So some of the numbers uh, certainly, I, I guess, would be concerning. Uh, but to me, I think Ben Kotwika is a good man, uh, and I think the Atlanta Falcons will benefit uh, from his addition to their coaching staff. Yeah, you mentioned sort of the Falcons special teams having some struggles this preseason. And, and the main issues have been, you know, penalties. So a disciplinarian like uh, Katwika should help with that regard. Uh, you, you would hope it would be a little bit better at this point. But, you know, that's one of those things that when you have all these young players playing that aren't don't have sort of the experience, they're going to make some mental errors. So that kind of goes with the territory. The other issue the Falcons have been dealing with is their kicking game. They, they lost a long time, you know, all time great in Matt Bryant, one of the most accurate kickers in NFL history uh, this past offseason and decided to go with a younger option in Giorgio Tavecchio. Tavecchio has missed three kicks so far this uh, preseason, all of them from longer than 50 yards. So that needs to be factored into the evaluation. But it is one of those things where when the kicking game for basically a decade had been so automatic, it does raise some concerns. And then the other issue the Falcons are dealing with is the return game. They drafted uh, Marcus Green in the sixth round, have wanted him to sort of win that battle, brought in Kenyon Barner to sort of compete with him, uh, former running back out of Oregon, and, and has sort of bounced around the league. And... So far, no one's really emerged yet, and the Falcons are really hoping that someone will, you know, emerge 
perhaps this week or next week to sort of take that job. But right now the Falcons are sort of in a similar situation that they were a year ago where we were going into the regular season sort of wondering who's going to return kicks this year for the team. And really no one has really established themselves. So that's one of the things that the Falcons are hoping that they can get answered tonight, uh, potentially with, with one of these young players, uh, you know, being able to be productive in the return game uh, as far as special teams goes. Um, Chris, um, you know, is there anything else you want to add about tonight's game uh, before we get out of here? Oh, man, just everybody stay healthy. Don't, re- you know, don't freak out about what you see tonight. Uh, it's probably going to be sloppy at times. There'll be some big plays. Uh, I hope for the Atlanta Falcons fans, maybe they get a, you know, a good look at, at, at Dwayne Haskins and, and see some good things out of him. Uh, if you're a football fan, I think you'll enjoy uh, what kind of talent he's going to bring to the NFL. Uh, he's certainly got a long way to go, but certainly that's going to be, you know, kind of the most intriguing guy and in, individual to watch as this game develops. Yeah, absolutely. I am, I'm, I'm very, this will be my first opportunity to really see Haskins other than a couple of highlight plays from the earlier games. Um, so I'm definitely going to be paying a lot, probably a little bit more attention to what Haskins is doing on the Redskins offense than necessarily what the Falcons defense is doing on those plays. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to tonight. You know, this is always a sort of a, you know, not to necessarily say it's an important game in the larger scheme of things, but at least in the smaller scheme of things in the preseason, you always want to come into this dress rehearsal game or at least come out of this dress rehearsal game, you know, playing reasonably well to sort of, you know, at least give your starters some confidence going into the regular season that they're ready to go. Um, so, you know, we'll we'll see what happens for both teams. Uh, the Falcons are looking to break their 11 game, I think. You know, I'm, I'm already ready to give them 12 straight preseason losses so that would be a good thing to happen just to win a game for the first time in in a couple of summers for the Falcons but uh, if it doesn't happen then so be it and the Falcons you know preseason losing streak will continue in perpetuity but uh, Chris let my listeners know if they want to get additional Redskins coverage this summer and headed into the season where they can find you on Twitter and, and what you got upcoming elsewhere Sure, and it's uh, Russell Mania uh, six two one. Russell Mania six two one is my individual Twitter, and the podcast and a lot of Redskins information uh, can be found at Locked Redskins. And uh, people can check me out on one hundred six seven The Fan in Washington D.C. If you're ever up in the area, or uh, on the Radio dot com app. So, uh, and that's uh, available, um, you know, anywhere in the world. So, it, pretty easy to listen and find. Yeah, and if Redskins fans want to find more Falcon stuff and, and get more insights there, they can check me out on Twitter at FalcFans, F-A-L-C-F-A-N-S. And, of course, Locked on Falcons is the way to go with your daily Atlanta Falcons coverage, so they can check me out there uh, or on Twitter at Locked on Falcons. So, um, Chris, man, I enjoyed this. Uh, we'll you know, hopefully get an opportunity to do it again. I don't know, whenever. Uh, how, how about the how about the NFC championship? Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's see if we can get you know another one of these crossovers in in January. Right, um, absolutely. But, that'll be good. That'll be good business for both of us. But thanks, man. Appreciate it. You're uh, you're awesome to talk to. Yeah, man. I enjoy it every single time that we do it.